Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No, no. All right, all right. If you'll all kindly shut up for a minute, I will make a speech. <laughs> a short speech, a short speech. Ladies and gentlemen, Excluding all publishers, literary agents, and bookbinders. <laughs> my, my dear friends, I am deeply touched by this display of affection. Although I sense there may be an ulterior motive in your icy little hearts, but, but I am deeply touched by this surprise party, and I thank you. I detest farewell parties as a rule, but then this is the first one I've ever attended where the guest of honor was me, and <laughs> I find I rather like it. <laughs> Seriously, though, I am going to miss you, some of you, and I, and I hope you'll miss me. Working for a magazine has a lot of compensations, especially in the regular paychecks. <laughs> but, I, but I hope that leaving you and, and my comfortable little niche will... Uh, uh, step down, Marty. Let the bride-to-be make a speech. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I, I was just finishing. But seriously, I, I do know that just one book does not an author make, and... I have notes on another one that I'm going to be starting on right after the honeymoon. <laughs> and I, I also know what a kick it gives you to see a guy my age marrying a cute kid like Joyce. But if you think it's a kick for you, to me, to me it's the most wonderful moment of my life. To have a book actually hit the bestseller list is it's great. But to find a girl like Joyce is beyond words. That's it. Thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> Come on, Joyce. Come on, let's let's get out of here. But we can't leave now. That'd be rude. Please, honey, I, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> hey, what's this? Our former cellmate is trying to slip out of our grass. Can't have that. We're we're awfully tired, Ray, and we have a big day tomorrow. Going up to the cabin and all. Martin. Aha, the cabin. That's where the honeymoon's going to be. Oh no, I, I was I was putting you on, Ray. <laughs> 
fell right into that one, didn't you? <laughs> hey, Marty, don't sweat it. Your secret's safe with me. I won't tell a soul. Oh, please, Ray. Just forget it, will you? For you, Joyce, baby. For you. Let's let's go, Joyce. See you soon, Ray. Thank everyone for me. Come on, honey. See you soon. <laughs> you better believe it, Martin, old boy. You better believe it. Martin Orloff, at the age of 55, has struck it rich. After two years of being a lonely widower, and after 14 years on the staff of a news magazine, and after four unsuccessful attempts at writing a novel, Martin Orloff has scored a triple play. A publisher accepts his manuscript, and the book is an overnight sensation. He's able now to quit the magazine, and Joyce Ballantyne, the undulating, raven-haired secretary who never gave any of the men on the staff the slightest encouragement, Joyce Ballantyne has just become the second Mrs. Martin Orloff. Never mind that Martin Orloff is more than 20 years older than his bride, or that he is short, fat, and bald, never mind that. Heaven has come to Martin Orloff without his having to die to enjoy it. In a minute... We're going to join the Orloffs on their honeymoon in the high mountains of Colorado, where fate is waiting with a story Martin would no doubt title Cliffhanger, and so shall we. Crisis presents Cliffhanger. Well, what do you think of the place, dear? Oh, it's really nice. See, it's got the big fireplace, nice old-fashioned kitchen, nice big bathroom here. And look up the stairs. Come on. Do you ever see a bedroom like this? No, I certainly haven't. Look at the skins on the wall and, and this big bed. And, and, hey, how about this Indian blanket, this bedspread? It's beautiful. It smells awfully smoky up here. What does? Well, everything does. Well, that, that's part of living in a mountain cabin. Probably comes from the big fireplace downstairs. Oh, we're going to have a great time here, sweetheart. No phone, no intruders. Just you and me, all by ourselves. Where did you ever find this cabin anyway? Well, didn't I tell you? Sure I did. You were, you were too excited to remember. It belongs to Peter Niles, the, the broker who's handling my investments. Oh, sure. He, he only uses it in the winter. He skis up here. Summertime, it's deserted, so... Oh, I'll bet this place is pretty when it's snowing. Don't, don't you like it now? I mean, the wildflowers and the brooks Oh, and... yes, I like it fine. And, and I'll do the cooking. You didn't know you married a first-rate cook, did you? And when we get tired of my cooking, we'll run into the village and have dinner. You're spoiling me, Marty. How did I ever get so lucky to marry such a, a good man? How did, how did I get so lucky, you mean? What in the world do you think you're doing, married to some middle-aged guy like me? Shh! You're not to talk that way. Let's just soak up the solitude and... Joyce, what is it? What did you see? I... I don't know. What do you think it was? Look, you can see a little patch of grass down there outside the window by the chimney. See it? Yeah, I see it, yeah. There was a shadow there, and... and now it's gone. A shadow? What kind of a shadow? Uh... A man's shadow. Well, I'll go down and have a look. 
Be careful. Oh, honey, there's, there's nothing to be worried about. It's probably just a deer. There's a ton of deer up in this part of the country. Hmm. Nobody out here. <laughs> Ray? <laughs> Ray? Really got gotcha, you, huh? What in the devil are you doing here? Hey, is that any way to greet an old buddy from the office? Marty, who is it? Ah, the voice of the lovely bride. What do you want, Ray? What do I want? Well, that's a great way to receive a guest. Guests are usually invited. Marty, who are you talking to? Well, hello. Ray. How's the... Every little thing, Joyce. What What is on your mind, Ray? <laughs> well, I had a little vacation time coming, and I started thinking about your little uh, hideaway. And I said to myself, Ray, why don't you grab a plane and fly out there and sort of surprise your old buddy? But how did you find us? Remember that little slip Marty made when you left the going-away party? Oh, I remember. Mm, you said the cabin. I've heard Marty talking about this place for years and years. Practic practically drew a road map about how to get here. <laughs> anyway, here I am. Yes, here you are. Hey, not a minute too soon. Looks like we're going to have a storm. Well, aren't you going to invite me in? This is really living. A thousand miles away from work, holed up in a snug little cabin in the Rockies. What more could you ask? I'll tell you what more I could ask. I could ask for the very thing we came up here to find. Privacy. Marty. What kind of a clod are you, Kincaid? Marty, really, is that any way what to talk to What kind of an insensitive boor would do a thing like this? To visit someone on his honeymoon? You know, you're right. I never stopped to think. Oh, no. You never stopped to think. All the time I worked in that lousy office with you, you never stopped to think about anything except who your next party girl would be. You stole things right off my desk, helped yourself to my news sources. You made life so miserable for me that when I left there, I hoped I'd, I'd never lay eyes on you again. See, Joyce, see how he misjudged me. Now, you know I'm not that bad a guy, don't you? What's that supposed to mean? Oh, oh nothing. Forget. Listen to me, Kincaid. Oh, stop it. Both of you, stop you, it. You came up here to wreck our honeymoon. Well, I'm not going to let it happen. Here. Now, here's your suitcase. Get out. <gasps> the lights. Oh, dark, isn't it? Don't worry, Joyce. Old Uncle Ray will protect you. You stay where you are. You just stay where you are. Wind must have knocked down a power line. Let's see what I can scrape together. I know there's a lantern or something in here. Can we build a fire? Well, we're going to have to. The place has electric heat. There's a wood pile out back somewhere. I'll get some. Ray, you're coming with me. Ah, leave little Joycey all alone in the dark. I said you're coming with me. Now, where's the door? Uh, here, here we go. Oh, no. What is it? Look, we're in a blizzard. I don't believe it. Oh, where did that come from? Well, these things can happen up here. It's a, it's a whiteout. You can't see two feet outside this door. Well, this is really getting interesting. Looks like we're marooned. Just the three of us.
cabin high in the Colorado Rockies, a sudden blizzard, the lights go out, the ingredients for adventure. For two people on their honeymoon, a dark cabin and a crackling fire in a big stone fireplace would be romantic. But there are three people on this honeymoon, the third party being Ray Kincaid, a very unwelcome, uninvited guest. out there. Dump the dump the wood down here by the by the fireplace. Oh, you both must be frozen. <laughs> you know it. There must be close to six inches of snow out there already. No telling how long this will keep up. Marty, you sit down. You're overdoing it. I'm all right. Just forget it. Get me some newspapers. Newspapers? Well, I don't think there are any. Oh, yeah, there are. They're, they're in the kitchen under the sink. Go look for him, will you, Joyce? Okay. You just take it easy, Marty. You're not in very good shape, old man. Shut up. It wasn't very smart. Going on a honeymoon up here in this high-altitude country. <laughs> you know, I'd like to knock that grin right down your throat. Ah, come on, Marty. Can't you take a little kidding? I've taken it from you year after year. I thought I was through putting up with your innuendos. Hey, hey, don't use those big words on me, Marty. You know I only had an eighth grade education. Will these be enough? Oh, yeah, those will be fine, honey. Well, how long do you think that much wood will last us? I don't know. Maybe we ought to go out and bring in some more. I'll go. I don't think poor old Marty could make another trip. Just don't you worry about me. He's right, Marty. Let Ray go for the wood. You stay here. Yeah, why don't you lie down, Marty? Uh, I'll take as long as I can. <laughs> Joyce, please, stop treating me as if I were an invalid. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm sorry, darling. I'm sorry about how everything worked out. Oh, so am I. Maybe the storm will let up and Ray can leave. Yes. Marty. What? Hasn't he been gone an awfully long time? I don't know. Well, where is the firewood, anyway? It's out back, uh, down by a cliff. By a cliff? Yeah, there's a pretty good drop-off back there. Must go down a hundred feet or so. Well, Marty, well, you don't think... I did serve him right. Marty, you don't mean that. What are you so concerned about him for? I mean, he can take care of himself. But he doesn't know his way around up here... And with everything covered with snow... Look, it was his idea to barge in on us. Now, if he if he gets into trouble, it's his own fault. Marty, I'm afraid. He should have been back with the wood by now. It's been half an hour. Oh, no, it hasn't been that long. Oh, well, are you going to go out and look for him? All right, I'll go. Where's my sweater? You're wearing it. <laughs> so I am. Well, here's your windbreaker. All right, I'll I'll plow out in this stuff and I'll look for our our guest. Wow, this stuff's getting thicker and thicker. Can't see where the where the heck I'm going. I'm all, I'm all turned around. Ray, Ray, where are you? Well, you can't. Can't hear a thing in this wind. Now, wait a minute. 
Don't don't panic. Just gotta think. Okay, came out of the house, walked around to the side. Woodpile has to be back. Has to be over there, somewhere. Ray. Ray. Can't can't seem to get a good good breath. Must be the must be the altitude. Gotta gotta. Must be almost to the woodpile. Gotta keep going. I can't. I can't see a thing. I'm all turned around. Marty, I got so cold. I climbed up here. I'm up in bed trying to get warm. Did you get more wood? Did you see Ray anywhere? Marty? Did you find Ray? You must be worn out. Ah, I'm fit as a fiddle, Joycey. Ray. Hi. Where were you? I sent Marty out to look for you. I figured you would. Damn near froze to death standing beside the house waiting for him to come out. But he won't be back for a good long while. What do you mean? I think he's lost. Lost? Then what are you doing inside? We've got to help him. Relax. We're not going to find anyone till this snowstorm's over. No use trying. Get out of here, Ray. Come on, Joycey. Don't tell me you weren't glad to see me when I showed up. You used to be very glad to see me. You must be crazy. I am. How about you? Get out. What are you doing married to a little tub of lard like Marty Orloff? Ah, you figured to live pretty high on his royalties. That's hmm? not it. But what are you going to do when you want some fun, eh, Joycey? Don't say another word. You see how he was panting and gasping for breath? He's twice as old as you are. Now, I know you aren't ready to give up and spend your life taking care of an old man, are you? So maybe you made a little mistake, marrying old Marty. But maybe you can make up for your mistake. You know what I mean? Get out. If you won't go out and look for Marty, then I will. No, 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 no. Just relax. Nobody's going to hunt for Marty till it's light. It's dark outside. Tell you what. First thing in the morning, I'll go out and see if I can find him. But until then... What have you done to him? Nothing. You have. He said there was a steep cliff by the woodpile. I'm going out there. You can't see a thing, Joyce. Now, forget it. Forget everything. Except keeping nice and warm. Seems like a... Like an hour. I've been, I've been out here an hour. By the woodpile. I'm gonna... I'm gonna freeze to death. On my honeymoon. I'm gonna gonna freeze. Marty! Marty! Where are you? Marty! Told you it's no use, baby. He's cashing his chips. Like I said, the exertion was too much for him. I can't believe that. Not yet. No. No. Here. Over over here. Help me. Over here. I heard something. Listen. Over here. It's the wind. No. Marty, 
Marty, where are you? I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm here. on ahead. Wait a minute. Be careful. Look out for that cliff. J- Joyce. Joyce, I'm over here. Oh, Marty, I found you. I found him, Ray. Come on, follow my voice. T- tell him, tell him to watch out. The, the edge of the cliff is right, right behind where, where we are. Hurry, Ray. I'm coming. Where's that cliff? Oh, stop worrying about the cliff. Hurry. Where are you? About 20 more feet. Turn to your right a little. Come on! Joyce, the, the cliff, he'll, he'll head right, right Come to the... Come on! Hurry, Ray! What are you, you just, Man, your, your voice sounds like it's coming from my left instead of my... Uh, uh. Are you all right, Marty? I think so. But what, what about Can Ray? Can you make it back to the cabin? Joyce, well, what about Ray? What about him? He... He fell over the cliff. Come on, darling. I'll help you up. A spring and December wedding, they called it. And now that the honeymoon couple is alone again, there should be nothing to interrupt their tranquility. That is, until the snow melts and somebody finds Ray. I'll return in a minute with a preview of next week's crisis. Cliffhanger featured Russ Money, Esther Druxman, and Loy Norix, and was written and produced by yours truly, Jim French, who invites you to be with us next week for a special one-hour presentation of Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> 